Well, we're so grateful to have this opportunity to share Thanksgiving and to share this season of gratitude together as a community. You know, I am very grateful that uh, God has made a dream into a reality. It was actually two Thanksgivings ago that Imago Church had their first ever preview service. So here we are today, and we give God all the praise and glory for that. It's been a long journey. And for all of those that may be new, just hearing a bit about Imago Church, just a little bit about who God has formed and called this community to be. Imago means that we're created in the image of God. Imago significa que somos creados en el imagen de Dios. And the vision and mission that God has formed this community to have is that together we would be a gospel-centered, multicultural community where hope is built through restored relationships, restored relationships with God and with each other. And the mission comes right out of that. It's that we would be a church that is good news to this community, that we would be a church that reflects this community, and we would be a church that, through the power of Jesus, would connect this community so that people who wouldn't usually be together can gather around the worship of Jesus. And really, the driving theme for Imago Church have been the themes of identity and purpose, that our identity is in the image of God and our purpose is in the image of Christ. And those themes trace back to the scriptures we see in Genesis that we were created in the image of God. And we see in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that our purpose is to be made more and more into the likeness, into the image of Christ. And as a church community today, we're actually taking a moment to close out this year and a half that we've been in the book of Acts. When we first started here at Imago Church, we, we started with the gospel of Mark because we wanted to understand the first part of this vision that God has entrusted us with and called us to. We wanted to understand what it means to be gospel-centered, what it means to be a community that is gathered around Jesus. So after we went through the Gospel of Mark, we then opened up the book of Acts to understand the second part of our vision statement on what it means to be a multicultural community. So we've been going through all 28 chapters of the book of Acts to see the basis for the second part of the vision that God has called us to. And what we've discovered is that a multicultural community is simply a picture of the kingdom of God. So in the book of Acts, from the very beginning, we see that God's family looks that way. God's family has people from different backgrounds, different languages, different contexts, all coming together for one purpose of worshiping Jesus and being a blessing to those around us. And, what, and to, uh, today I'm just going to highlight a few of the lessons that we've learned in this past year and a half in the book of Acts We've learned that the God that we worship and gather around is the God of all nations and of all languages. And we've learned more than anything that the main protagonist, the main character of the book of Acts is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit continuing to carry on the mission of Jesus in and through the people of God. The Holy Spirit is our great translator, our great connector, the one who connects us to God and the one who connects us to each other. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that calls us to be able to be this, a picture of the kingdom of God, a multicultural community. The Holy Spirit allows us and invites us to be able to embrace our own God-given culture, but at the same time, it is the Holy Spirit that helps us to celebrate the cultural uniqueness of our sisters and brothers in Christ. And I'm so glad we have the opportunity to do that here at Imago, each one of us. We can step in and lean into that joy that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I can embrace my own God-given culture and at the same time, I can celebrate the cultural uniqueness of my sister or brother in Christ. And one way we're going to celebrate that today is even with food. We're going to have all kinds of food today. Some food from here, from the U.S., others from parts of Latin America. We have a Colombian dish, an Ethiopian dish, a Kenyan dish that we're going to be uh, rejoicing in together here. But that's part of what it means to lean into this calling of being a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like. This is who we are. We are the family of God. We've learned here in the book of Acts that part of our function and call as the family of God is to carry on the mission of Jesus. And we do this when we witness to this good news, this good news that the scripture calls the gospel. And we're also sent as a community that is empowered by the Holy Spirit to reflect the kingdom of God here and now. You know, we gather here in order to be built up and sent out for that purpose. And we gather here for many reasons. But as we learned also in the book of Acts, we gather here to do life together. Because we're called to do this life together in the highs and the lows and to go through, through these big events. That's why we took time to even pray and shed tears and lay hands as we're saying a gospel goodbye to brothers and sisters taking their next steps in their journey with God. We carry one another. That's why we see it over and over in the book of Acts, but then in the New Testament alone, there are over 91 another proclamations, love one another, care for one another, carry each other's burdens. We even see that in Galatians 6.2, to carry each other's burdens. In this way, we fulfill the law of Christ. Friends, brothers, sisters, this is part of what it means to carry on the mission of Jesus. To serve as local missionaries. To be people that are so eternally minded that we engage in everyday mission. And mission begins here and now. Today, by the grace of God, we're able to seek and serve God wherever we find ourselves. We're able to go deep and wide. We can do that anywhere in our home life, in our workplace, in our sports teams, in those next steps that God calls us to, in the way that we show up in this life. God meets us there. Another key point in the book of Acts, that God meets us right where we're at, and He takes us where we need to be. We saw that with Paul. We saw that with Philip. We saw that with the Ethiopian eunuch. We saw that over and over and over again over this year and a half. And one big 
ongoing point that we see in the book of Acts is that we worship a God who sends. In the same way, we saw this point made over and over again that the Father sent the Son to save us. And then the Son, Jesus, sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. And then the Holy Spirit sends us, the people of God, to proclaim and live out this good news, to pass it on, to multiply this with our lives, our words, and our actions. Servimos un Dios que nos envía. And the amazing thing is that as we're sent, we're also equipped. Jesus will equip us with everything we need on this journey. No, even our, our brothers and sisters that we prayed for in these next stages of life. Jesus will equip you with everything that you need. He's given you himself. And the kind of multiplication that God calls us to is to multiply fruit. Not just quick results. We can get quick results, right, through just uh, schemes or trying to get things the wrong way. No, we're called to multiply fruit, not just quick results. And in doing so, when we multiply fruit, God will do extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and me. We saw him do it with the early, scattered, confused apostles, the same ones that had denied Jesus. God gave them a boldness and a strength. He did something extraordinary in and through these men and women that followed the Lord. God does extraordinary with the ordinary. And that includes you and me whether we're taking our first steps in faith or our next steps in mission, God will work with us just as we are. He meets us where we are and takes us where we need to be. Because as we've said over this past year and a half, over and over again, God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called. And you are called each and every one of you. No matter what's happened or what's happening, you are called. You are called to draw near to God and to be who you were created to be. And that good work He started in you, He's going to bring about into fullness and into completion. So over these past couple of months, we actually kept looking at what this new community of God is. And we see that picture in the book of Acts about what it means to lean in and to be a part of God's family, part of God's new community. To be a community that has a name, Christians, right? And Christian simply means to be a little Christ, a little imitator of Christ in our sphere of influence wherever it is that we are. We've learned about how we can experience the hope of Christ through restored relationships and how our calling is to partner with God in accomplishing God's dream, God's dream of restoring all things back to Himself. That's our calling, to partner with God in restoring all things back to Himself. And we get to fulfill our life purpose when we live as active members in God's family. 
When instead of standing by passively, we choose to step in and to step up and to lean into this calling to be who we were created to be, active members in God's family. So this is part of what it means to follow Jesus and some of the highlights that we've learned over this past year and a half. If you need to catch up with any of these lessons, they're all online or on the podcast as well. But we've also learned that what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a follower of Jesus, it means going to another level. It means going to that next place with God, going beyond just any kind of rule keeping or any kind of rule breaking. To follow Jesus is not just a set of social customs. It's not just a list of do's and don'ts, but the Christian faith makes this amazing claim that God has come to us in the person of Jesus and how we respond to that good news changes everything. God came to us. He became like us so that we could be with Him. And the early Christians that we read about in the book of Acts, they used different language to describe the process of responding to this new reality in, God of, in light of God revealing Himself and giving Himself to us in the person of Jesus. We see that the God that we worship is generous He gave us life. He gave us creation. But that wasn't enough for Him. He was even more generous than that. He gave us Himself. That's something to be grateful for today. And we see that over and over in the Scriptures that God gave us Himself. Christ gave us Himself so that we would have new life, and lean into this greater calling. You know, when we lean into this greater calling, we have more of an openness to what God is doing in and through each and every one of us. We've seen here that the Holy Spirit is the one who connects us to God and to each other and who makes us more and more like Christ. And so, We see what happens when we lean in, when we yield, when we surrender to the Spirit of God. We come to realize that this salvation, this invitation from God is not just a feel-good Sunday invitation or a -a once-a-week thing, but it's our whole lives. It's all of me. God wants to restore every single part of our lives, every single inch, just like this one old um, uh, theologian from Europe, his name was Abraham Kuyper, he says this, he, he puts it very well, he says that there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence where Jesus Christ does not cry out and say, mine. So God sees you just as you are and he cries out, mine, on your good days and on your bad days. In the mornings, in the evenings, in the in-between, God sees that and says, mine. I love the way that, the, that Paul himself puts it in the book of Colossians in chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. He claims this same thing, that God claims everything for himself, that by him and for him all things were created. 
And that claim of Christ is for all of our life, including our insides and our outsides, including our worst selves and our best selves, including the times we're on the mountaintop and the times we're on rock bottom. God sees that and claims mine. I can do something with that. Our Sunday's best, as well as our Monday blues, God sees it and He claims mine. And this new life, God will redeem every single part of who we are. And what we see here in this final chapter of the book of Acts is that the story continues today. La historia continúa hoy por medio del Espíritu Santo. The story continues today, here and now. And just in a minute, we're going to hear some stories from within our church family, from within our community of how the story continues today, how the message of, of Jesus continues to be carried on today. But we'll conclude with the final verse in the book of Acts. And if we have it up on the projector, let's go ahead and put it up. The final verse in Acts chapter 28, verse 31, it says this. It says that he, Paul, proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. I love that final passage, that, those final words in the book of Acts. Because in some ways, it's the scripture reaching out to us and passing the baton. And saying, okay, now you go. Your turn. Carry on the mission of Jesus. And we can insert our own name here, even as a church together, to declare this final verse in the book of Acts to be the truth for us, for God to take us to this next stage, to this next level. We can say... In this verse, inserting our name and say, Imago Church proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. The story continues today. And we commit to that together as a church community, but even individually. The baton has been passed to you. The story continues today, here and now. La historia de Jesucristo continúa hoy, aquí mismo, hoy mismo. Here and now. So when we read that final verse, it's actually not the end of the story, but it's a beginning of a new story. And we even see this very beautiful connection that Jesus began his ministry quoting the prophet Isaiah in Mark chapter 1. But here the ministry of Paul ended in the same way with a quote from the prophet Isaiah. But friends, what does that tell us? I, I believe that what that tells us is that this is not the end of the story, but it is the beginning of a new one. The final verse of Acts is the word of God extending a hand to us and passing on the baton and telling us to go. The baton is in our hands. Will we go and carry on the mission of Jesus as local missionaries multiplying our faith through our words, through our lives, and through our actions? Together, 
Let's go. We're on. We're in the game. We're not in the sidelines. The baton has been passed. So today, at this Thanksgiving service, we're going to take an opportunity to hear stories about how this baton has been passed and how today, how we, as a part of God's family, continue to carry on the mission of Jesus. So we're just going to hear a few stories today of transformation and of God's faithfulness. Amen? So I'm going to invite a couple of uh, folks from our church community to uh, come forward, and they're going to share um, some, some of this story with this baton in hand, knowing that the story continues here and now. The story of Jesus continues in and through the people of God, proclaiming the faithfulness of God. So I'm going to invite uh, Mario and Brianna um, up here, and this will be an opportunity for them to share just what they learned on, on this uh, experience and what they are grateful for. And I'll also invite um, Beryl to, uh, to come forward, and she will share as well. But we'll start with uh, Brianna and Mario. Um, here you go. Or who goes first? <laughs> um, so what have you learned and what are yeah. you grateful for? Yeah, you know, um, when you guys were praying over me, um, I was just praying and asking God, what can I share? And I, I want to share this real quick. Mario says I have one minute. So um, I, I just, <laughs> you did say that. Um, I just saw this this light on a hill and I felt like the Lord was saying that is a mago that through the valleys and through or on the mountaintops and in the valleys a mago will be a light and just to kind of partner with what pastor was saying is that sometimes life can get messy amen but continue to let your light shine. Amago, you're going to raise up many people and you're going to send them out. And yes, it gets messy. Church can get messy, but God is faithful and God will bring in. And as you steward the, the seeds, the grains that are given to you to produce a harvest, steward it well. And so that's something that I'm thankful for is that in this season of us being little seeds and we're going to go and produce a harvest, you guys have stewarded us well, and you guys nurtured us, and you guys gave us a time where we can uh, be planted, and we can learn, and we can oversee, and, and see the good, and yes, see the bad, and see the messy, but we learned so much, and so I'm really excited and really thankful for what God is going to do that we're going to go back, and we're going to be able to share what we learned, and even though we still have a few more churches to go to, um, but I'm just thankful for you guys that um, you guys do church well, that you come together, and you guys hold each other up, and that's the purpose of the church is to hold each other, and even when life gets messy, you're still here. It's not a ritual where we come and sing a pretty song, but you guys do life together, and so I'm just thankful for that. This is, it says transformed and transforming on this baton. And I, I think um, one of the things that I'm really thankful for being here is uh, being able to find the voice that God has given us for our community. As we get ready to plant in Tulare, I think the, the voice and the message that we carry that God has given us is, is transformation. 
And so as we, we leave Imago this morning, um, we leave being thankful for the fact that we, we now have that, that message that God gives, uh, gave, uh, gave us here, that we found here, that we carry for the city of Tulare, and that's the word of transformed, transformation, to continue to encourage people to, to seek that, because through God and through Jesus, through Jesus' power of the Holy Spirit, you can, God can do amazing things through you. He can take our brokenness in our old life and, and transform it. And I believe that as we leave um, and we, we go to Tulare, we go to Sunrise, and we start continuing to plant our church in Tulare, um, that's the message that we have and we carry. And so we believe in that. And so we're thankful for Imago for allowing us to, to find that here. And we're thankful for Imago for allowing us to to discover that message. And so, amen. God is good. All the time. <laughs> okay, so when I say God is good, you say all the time, and then I'll say all the time, then you say God is good, and that's his nature. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. And that's his nature. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I've been learning, um, well, the past two years of my life, or for all my life. So my name is Beryl, but my last name is Arinda. Arinda in my language means he watches over or he takes care of. Mm -hmm. And that's something that he's been reminding me of. So I moved here four months ago um, to Tulare. And I was in North Carolina before that, I was in Uganda. So it's been um, quite an adjustment all through. But even when I pack my bags and leave to a new place where I know absolutely nobody, I end up knowing an entire family of people that uh, love and take care of me. And so that's something he's been teaching me. You need to feed, you need shelter, you need, uh, you're unwell, you're sad, you're lonely. I'm watching over you. And that's my nature. So I no longer take the fact that God is good for granted. Sometimes we just say, yeah, God is good. But do you think about what that means mm. um, in your life, in everyday situations? And so I'm thankful that he takes care of the details of my life. And it's important to him. Uh, so God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. And that's that is his, his nature. nature. Wow. wow. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Wonderful. And we have a, a couple of other stories, and they're going to be right in the screen right behind me. Just a, a couple of other stories of carrying on the mission of Jesus and of God's faithfulness within the community. Hi, everybody. Just want to give um, thanks, um, first and foremost, that um, God loves us and we love him. Um, I want to give thanks to um, my husband, who is here with me today, um, who has gone through a little bit of uh, health um, issues, but we're thankful that God is good and he's here standing today healthy. I want to give thanks to our family and give thanks to our church family for all the prayers um, that you've sent us. We're very thankful that we have your support and we love you for that. It's, it's funny how, how you notice that um, even on camera, 
<laughs> That's funny. Um, even in the illness, um, God puts you through stuff. Um, it could be uh, troubles, it could be an illness or anything like that. So you can see what's really, what you should really be thankful for. And he finally, he, he helps you find um, importance. A lot of times uh, when things are going better, uh, you just don't notice um, what's important in life. You're too busy with your life and, and so forth. But uh, through my illness, I noticed that uh, uh, a lot of things to be thankful for was just uh, just God's love. I mean, I, I, I know that uh, God took care of me through the whole thing and I had to wait on him. I thought I was gonna be out of uh, the hospital in a few days and it turned out to be a, a month and a week. And it's okay. It wasn't so bad because I had God. And that's what I'm most thankful for. And I had so much to come back to. Uh, I was so happy the day that they told me that I was gonna get out because I knew what I had. I had a lot to come to. I had my wife, I had my, my boys, I had my grandkids, I had uh, all my family, my brothers and sisters and my mom and dad to come back and, and they were so happy. A lot of times, um, Family doesn't tell each other how much they love each other until something like this happens. And um, it's all God. God knows what you need and sometimes he lets you go through stuff um, because he just knows that um, he has to bring you back or he has to allow you to, to see for yourself what's most important. So um, I thank God that uh, he's so good to us and, and has given us so much to be thankful for and uh, all the wonderful things he's done. And, and um, I'm just glad that I, I, I had my faith in him when I went in, because if I hadn't, boy, I would have gone through a whole bunch. And it wasn't so bad. It really, really wasn't so bad because God was with me every step of the way. So thank you, Jesus. So what do you think? Um. I'm most, well, I'm thankful for many things. Um, I'm thankful for God's grace. Um, I'm thankful for um, the gift of family, um, the gift of friends. Um, I'm thankful for um, when, when life sometimes seems broken, that God will put back, those pieces back together. I am thankful for friends, family, I'm thankful to be able to build relationships and friendships uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that God is moving. I've just been seeing God move a lot. Uh, I work in Pixley. We've started a youth group in Pixley. These are actually three of my boys right here. And uh, this is Ricardo, Brandon, JJ. And I'm just grateful that they're here and they're visiting us. This is your second time, right? So. I am thankful for my family, the ability to go to a great school, um, all my friends that I have, uh, the wonderful animals my, that God has given me, and this church that has been blessed to us. Amen.
Our God is alive. Amen? And today, here and now, we continue to carry on the mission of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Vamos orar. Oh, Lord, right now, our hearts are grateful. And our prayer today, Lord, is just an overwhelming thank you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. And thank you, Lord, for all that you will continue to do. Lord, this morning, we want to give our lives to you, God, as living sacrifices. Use us as your hands and feet, Lord. We have been blessed here this morning, but we know that that is not the end in and of itself, but we are blessed to be a blessing. And God, I just pray that today you would turn our eyes toward you. Away from self, away from that problem, away from that uh, challenge. And help us to place our eyes on you. Knowing that you've done it before and you will do it again. You have made a way where it seems like there is none before. And you will make a way again. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo, por amarnos, por proveer, Dios Santo. Estamos agradecidos, cantamos agradecimiento esta mañana, Dios Santo. Recibe esta oración. Lord, receive this praise. As we enter into praise now, Lord, may you receive it as a prayer. And may this be a sweet aroma, Lord God that you use for kingdom purposes. God, our hearts are full. And sometimes when we don't know what to pray or what to say, we always know who to pray to. And that is you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, because we've heard these testimonies that you are alive and well, and everyone is welcome, God, to be a part of your family even in the smooth seasons and in the messy seasons lord you are there and you are at work so we lift you up god receive this praise as a prayer as an offering up to you lord we pray all this in the name above all names the name of our lord jesus christ